Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. Scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning and happy Saturday! Today we are diving back into the Sermon on the Mount. Right now Jesus is explaining the true ethical meaning of Old Testament laws. Laws that every Jew knew, but maybe they didn't see them in this light. Jesus is showing that the laws, as much as they are about the outward action, they are also about the inward heart intention. So let's dive in. Matthew chapter 5 verse 31, reading from the ESV. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Now a quick pause here. I know right now in our world, divorce is very prevalent. And I think especially in Western countries, you'd be very hard pressed to find someone whose life is not touched by divorce, whether or not it is in their immediate family, extended family, friends, family, etc., etc. I think everyone knows someone who has been touched by divorce and is then touched by divorce themselves. Now, before we go any further, I would like to say Even if this law makes us uncomfortable, we can't change it. Even if this law doesn't seem to fit our culture, we can't change it. Looking back earlier in chapter 5, verse 18, Jesus said, For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass away from the law until it is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. So even if this passage makes us uncomfortable, we can't get rid of it. We can't erase it because it is here and it is Jesus' word, the word of God. And so even if it's difficult to process, even if it's difficult to understand or fit into our cultural perspective, we still need to deal with it. So what is the heart intent behind behind this section about divorce? One thing that stood out to me that I have also seen backed up in my research is this is supporting a heart intention of the permanence of marriage. And not only that, but it is also protecting women from men divorcing them for no reason, which it seems at the time was an issue and would have left women very bad off. And so looking at that, we are meant to approach marriage with an idea of permanence. Even though these passages are hard, we need to approach them with a prayerful heart, looking at the true intent and allowing God to convict our hearts where necessary, but also remembering that in the eyes of God, all sin is equal. All sin breaks his law. All makes us imperfect. So how can we judge our neighbor when they have fallen short just as equally as we have? 
Let's dive back in to verse 33. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. So my two cents here is that the heart intention behind this segment of not taking oaths is that we should intend our word to be truth. We should intend to follow up on what we say. We should intend to speak with honesty and live with integrity. Here we will finish up our last section starting in verse 38. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. You have heard it said that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. So what is the heart intent behind these verses? To love everyone. The easy people, the people in your family, your friends, and the difficult people, the people who hurt you, the people you view as enemies, the people who are in different circles or different walks of life than yourself. We are called to love them. We are called not to return an insulting slap, but instead to show them love. We are called not to turn our backs on them, but to walk with them. We are called not to turn down a real plea and a real need for help. Instead, we are called to reach out a loving hand and help those in need, even if they are difficult people. However, my two cents, and again, I have read this um, in other areas of research, is that this does not apply to people who are not truly needy. I personally believe that if we help those who really don't need it, we can be enabling bad behavior. And I think that's where healthy boundaries can come in. Healthy boundaries in the light of loving difficult people and praying for difficult people. And sometimes the best way to love someone is not to give them all their demands, but instead to set healthy boundaries and to help them grow even further. Thank you.
As you go into this long holiday weekend, I challenge you to do one intentionally loving act to a difficult person in your life. We do this in light of what we just read today. We saw that God gives the sun and the rain both to the good and to the evil, both to the just and to the unjust. God loves everyone, not only the easy people, but the difficult ones as well. We love because he first loved us. So go ahead this long weekend and love on one difficult person in your life. Please feel free to reach out to me with the story via social media or via email. I would absolutely love to hear from you. I will see you on Monday. I am so proud of you for starting with scripture. If you enjoy these free podcasts, please consider contributing to the ministry at Hesed Heart. You can do this through the Anchor app or by visiting hesedheart.com give. You can also visit hesedheart.com for even more resources, including faith-based yoga and Bible-based meditations. Thank you.